Hello and welcome to the Canadian Wargamer Podcast. Yes, it's the Canadian Wargamer podcast featuring two affable and youngish granddads, Mike and James, talking about primarily miniature wargames and the occasional hex and counter excursion from Mike from our unique perspective in the Great White North. And as the strains of La Foy d'Arabla die away, here are your hosts, Mike and James. Well, everybody, welcome to a special episode 13 of the Canadian Wargamer podcast. Uh, I'm joined with James. Hey, James. Hey, Mike. And uh, this is kind of a little bit special for us tonight. We're doing a, a bit of a paint and chat, seeing as uh, everybody on the everybody in our group tonight uh, was all very active at Hot Lab last week, and we all had a grand time, and we thought we'd talk about it. So I'm just going to introduce uh, everybody. Uh, going from top to bottom down my screen. You all know James. You all know me. Uh, Hi. And uh, Joe Saunders, this is your second time on the podcast. How are you? Oh, good. Thanks for having me back. I wasn't <laughs> sure you'd ever want me back after the last episode, but I'm oh. quite happy to be here. Of course we wanted you back. <laughs> uh, Joe's the proprietor of uh, Miniature Landscape Hobbies, and he was one of the Game Masters of Hot Lead. And... Uh, Got a lot of comments on my blog, at least, about his good-looking tables. So he doesn't have a good-looking face, but he has a good-looking table. Yeah, there's faces. Brian Hall making his second appearance on the podcast. Hey, Brian. Brian. Hey, how's it going? Brian, the uh, hot lead master of the small scale, though there's nothing small about <laughs> Brian. Um, and uh, yeah, Brian, a very active game master at hot lead. And uh, finally, speaking of active game masters, the master himself, Keith Burnett. Keith, is this your first time on the podcast? Aside from that lovely Christmas special, yes. Oh, the Christmas special, that's right. I actually had somebody uh, the other day email me and say they had a great time uh, listening to us. So somebody really? in England. Well, huh. I'm glad somebody did. <laughs> You're cringing when you listen to it? <laughs> oh, it was fun. Yeah, and uh, we might be joined later on by uh, Alex McCutcheon. He said he might join us, but he also said he was down with COVID, apparently. Yeah. So the, Ooh, yes. yeah. Everybody else stayed healthy after Hot Lead? Yeah, Very I have. So far. Elizabeth has. Yeah. yeah. Oh. That's good. Elizabeth That's good. has oh, everybody's money, so. Yeah. And we may be joined, too, by uh, Louis the Cat, who's, uh, hey, Louis, just uh, for the benefit of those who are watching on YouTube. Uh, yes. Hello. Oh, yeah, Catbot! Catbot, now the podcat. Yeah, Louis the podcat. So, uh, let's see, where are we going to start? I thought uh, we would um, kind of just go around the horn and just offer some freeform thoughts about Hot Lead, what we liked, what we did, what we saw, and um, uh, who would who'd like to go first? Well, sure, Keith. I can fly away, sure. sure. Yeah, tell us about Hot Lead. Uh, what did you do? What did you see? Well, let's see, because it was the first hot lead in however many years it was since the good old uh, COVID, we, a bunch of us, went down uh, on the Thursday night 
and had a pre-hot lead uh, party. We did a whiskey tasting. We just hung out. We drank. We joked. We talked with people we hadn't talked to in a few years. It was absolutely fantastic. So that may become a, a yearly tradition now. Oh, cool. Uh, now, as far as hot lead goes, you know, the official hot lead. Wait a minute. I want to hear about the scotch tasting. What were the what were the scotch highlights? Oh, well, I can tell you what the lowlights were, but the, the, the highlights. Uh, we, we started with uh, a Glenlivet 12. That was very nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a, what was the second one there, Brian? It was uh, 40 Creek. 40 Creek. That was excellent. Where, put a little, select. yeah. Put a little water in that; opens her up really nicely. I love. I was pleasantly surprised by that. Yeah, it was really nice. Uh, then we had a Bush Mills, which I wouldn't recommend to my worst enemy. It was horrendous. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. I apologize for that. Uh, then we hey, did uh, an Auchentoshan, which was oh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah. And finished it off with uh, Lafroig. So uh, it was, it was uh, quite a, a, a variety of, of flavors and taste. It was very nice. Very nice. So you save the best for last. Yeah. And, you know, some, you know, blue cheese and pickles and crackers and all that kind of good stuff as well. So it's, it was fantastic. Fantastic nice. night. Yeah. Really nice. And then someone brought in some Jamesons and Phil uh, Keegan. So, uh, yeah, it was really good. It was really good. Cool. Yeah. And then Friday, I uh, game mastered. I ran a Check Your Six game in Crete in 1941 mm-hmm. with some 109s and 110s uh, coming in and attacking Malemi Airfield and some Hurries and Glads trying to fight them off. So I was a, it was a fun game. Germans won with a very slight edge. Even even with the most epic, oh. um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what what would we call that? Takedown? Uh, I don't know what that was. That Kill was the, the first shot of the game. The the an ME one or nine shot down a gladiator, got the pilot right in the head. The 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 gladiator veered off, ran into another one oh nine. Wow. Killed that pilot, and that 109 veered off and ran into another gladiator, which caught fire and sent debris out its back end into another hurricane. So it was it was quite a smash. That was in one one turn. So one shot takes out three aircraft and yeah. damages another. Yeah, it, it was pretty epic. It was pretty wow. epic. Was that like a game restart? Like you had to reset after the first time? <laughs> Think. No, it only knocked it only knocked one player out of the game. So it wasn't <laughs> here's a couple of gladiators come back from come back on the side of the table. Yeah, yeah. And so then uh, what gladiators happens? are the little biplanes, right? Yeah. Well, yes, they are. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. Faith, Hope, and Charity. Correct. Yeah. Yes. On Malta. Yes. Hmm. Although that is a a common fallacy. They actually weren't only Faith, Hope, and Charity. And right. There's still some actual were they really faith open charity blah 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 but yes that that is the the the, the common mythos that right the glass and then you know your typical friday night uh, get drunk party it was fantastic again little uh, leftover whiskey uh, and some other things 
Saturday morning, I did a um, six millimeter Borodino, which was uh, suitably epic. And Mitch, uh, Mitch got a chance to watch. He thought it was incredible. Yeah, and it, it, it was a great game. It was really fun. Um, the uh, I don't think Napoleon would have gotten to Moscow if uh, if if the real life had turned out like that game, which may have saved you know the La Grand Armée. It yeah, like really. Got caught in in, in 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 the winter retreat. So, um, but it was a great game. Everyone, I think, had a lot of fun uh, using Blucher rules. I love Blucher rules. They're, uh, you know, after rebasing my six millimeter Napoleonics, I think four times for, oh, for different rule sets. I just finally finding a... one I liked was fantastic. I had an abdominal spasm of pain just listening to you say that. Oh, I know. It's it's oh. you know. I re I really like how you do your Blucher stuff there, uh, Keith. It looks lovely. Well, thanks, James. Thank you. Yeah, I think it, it's nice. I think the, your brigade you can make a nice little. Yeah, you can make a little vignette right on the base. Yeah, your brigades it, it just look really nice. Your brigades just look great. They really look the business. Thank you. Thank you. What scale was that? That was in God's own scale, six millimeter. God's own scale. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Joe, uh, did Mitch uh, maybe uh, get a, a sense that uh, six million might, might might be the way to go for big battles in Napoleonics? Um, uh, we're pretty set, still pretty set around here on uh, fifteen mil, because we're still we're still new to the Napoleonics, right? But he he thought it was neat to see the whole battle, yeah. uh, in and of itself. Yeah, yeah, because we were talking, he said, yeah, you know. With, with 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 what you guys are doing, you can do a little corner of the battle. Yeah, you can't like, do the whole epic thing, right? Fragment, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll uh, probably look at other scales in the in the future. I mean, I'm starting to get more and more interested. But my uh, the sum of my Napoleonic knowledge is about four months old, so I'm still <laughs> still finding. Oh, well, right. you're just starting. Yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of stuff out there. Oh, you know what? I think anybody who does Napoleonics, if they don't admit that they suffer from imposter syndrome, then they, they're just lying. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got to yeah. hate these guys that just say, oh, well, that's burp, burp, burp. It's like, really? Dude, no. like, shut up. You might know something about, say, the peninsula, or you might know something about, you know, the 100 days, but, you know, how much do you know about Vagram or, you know, whatever? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah trying to trying to draw extrapolations on the Napoleonic Wars from it's like okay well the French army it's like yeah and it changed like every freaking year from yeah. 1792 to 1815 yep. it was a different army every year yeah so I'll like trying to trying to like give broad game you know well the French should be able to do this it's like maybe maybe not maybe very true. Yeah, well, I, am, I am enjoying the initiation into the uh, into the Napoleonics uh, a lot. Having spent a lot of time on the World War II and Cold War scene, I am uh, really enjoying you know like the variety and the color of it. And the, oh the, yeah. Oh the, yeah. The complete difference in terms of like the 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 strategies and things that I would bring to the table for like my my team Yankee or my, my uh, flames of war armies has absolutely no relationship. And then the process of painting them is no similarity either, which, no. uh, which no. I actually really like. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, 
and that's where I cut my teeth in in war gaming was you know back in oh what the late or the early seventies with Airfix one seventy second right yeah mm-hmm. yeah so. That's right. uh, and then what happened uh, Saturday afternoon I got to play in the well I guess not the world premiere because that would have been the morning slot but the uh, what a cowboy game with uh, Pierre Eve that was fantastic oh, his, like his table was amazing right all 3d printed uh, it was incredible his little uh, play aids were fantastic yeah, and, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was, and it, was a fun, it was a fun game, too. Really I fun. got to play in the World like Friday night, or the North American premiere on Friday night. Oh, yeah. Friday night was the premiere. He, oh. he put on a bonus game, which I mentioned. Oh, okay. Nice, nice. Because, you know, yeah, that, hand, was, that was great. That was, he, that was a great game. Handing me the sign-up sheet, you know, I was like, oh, I'll just put my name down here because I'm not doing anything. <laughs> did you get to play your own character? I did. Nice. He said, nice. well, you've got to play this team. <laughs> I was like, but yeah. it doesn't have the shotgun. I wanted the one with the shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> I played that Saturday morning. It was great fun. Enjoyed that. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. I, I, I can't wait for the release of those. That, that, I, that'll be definite buy. Did you I, keep me alive, Brian? Uh, yeah. Did you? Yeah, yeah well, I think all three of us played the same game. Yeah, oh, yeah, really? We, we all, we yeah. all played the same the same yeah. uh, team. John Savage and James Manto. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And I got me killed off, and you guys didn't. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I died like I died like a dog in the alley. Oh. I uh, I looked at the the pictures of it. I did. I wasn't involved in it at all. But boy, it sure looked like a nice game. It oh, was. it was. That, you know, and, and, and the fact that Pierre Yves had painted or uh, had 3D printed all of the all of the terrain, it was incredible. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Really I like, nice the, I like the fact that he'd named some of the uh businesses after the two fat lardies too. I thought yes. that was pretty yeah. Fun. yeah. 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 And then in in the evening on Saturday, I Played in a um, an ancients game in that um, the new in ancient rule set whose name escapes me now. Infamy, infamy. No, 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 no. Oh, Army de la Guerre. Army de la Guerre. Yes, yes. Big battle, was, uh, ancients. Byzantines versus Persians. Oh, that yeah, that looked nice. And the beautiful figures, um, but it once again told me why I never want to play ancient. Oh, why? Uh, line up your troops on this side of the table. The other guy lines them up on the other. Everybody moves forward, and the best die rolls win. It did absolutely nothing for me. Yeah. That, that's exactly what that game was. There was no terrain on the table. It was just mm. line them up and move them forward. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. So, again, it just said why i've only played four ancients war games in my life yeah. you know well, every you know every geez i don't want to say every 10 years but that's probably about right every 10 years you play an ancients game and you go yeah okay yeah that's why i don't like them yeah and then in the yeah. sunday it was the you know the big bsf madness in manchester or mayhem and mongolia or whatever that game was 
Yeah. Which is just a big hoot. And it was it was great because my my grandson was down for the Saturday oh, and Sunday and I got to yes. play with him. So that was that was great. Yeah. Oh, nice. And so now Logan wants to start his own VSF army. Yes. Oh, nice. Well, imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Now granddad has uh, some presents to buy, Logan. Yeah, he came he they, they came over on Tuesday after hot lead. And the first thing he did was go down in the basement and start looking at all my stuff. Okay, what what Okay, what do I have to get for this? What do I have to get? How old is Logan? Logan will be twelve. Oh, okay. So my old, my 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 uh, step grandson Ollie is a few years behind, but I have high hopes for Ollie. Yeah. yeah so that's good. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So it was uh, for me. It was a fantastic weekend. It was just that's good. You know, getting to do it again was 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 a long time in coming. And getting to see and and then because I got to play in, and typically I'm you know a game master almost five slots mm-hmm. so I don't really get to see a lot of people except the people mm-hmm. playing your game right but in this case because I got to play in other games I got to talk to other game masters as well and and see a lot more people so uh, I think it was uh, it was a absolutely perfect weekend for me that's absolutely great. perfect that's great. I, I I watched your bleaker game for about a minute because I was in other I was in games all Friday and Saturday, but it looked well attended and yeah, it was yeah. And there was a lot of people hanging around too, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. good stuff. So good. let's go from a, a veteran hot light attendee to uh, somebody who was there for the first time, Joe. Yeah, yeah. yeah talk about talk. Tell us about your hot light. Well, boy, I was. I was excited. I hadn't been to a gaming convention since the uh, last um, uh, Games Day when GW fled Canada. So uh, it had been a long, long time. Uh, And uh, of course, I started uh, back into miniature gaming and, you know, dusted off my skills and stuff more or less just as COVID-19 hit. So, so miniature landscape hobbies and everything to that point had been just me in my basement. So uh, the chance to get out and get involved in the wargaming community again was, uh, well, it was really like coming home, first of all, because, because I hadn't had a chance to do it for many, many years. But uh, um, I was, you know, I have to say, I'm not, wasn't exactly sure what to expect going into it. Um, I had never been involved in the, for having played historicals for a few years, I'd never been involved in a, in anything like that in terms of the scale and uh walked in and and took a look around and saw just how comprehensive everything was in terms of the tables and the games and the the number of people and the awesome variety of vendors so i was uh i was very very happy to to see it uh my wallet maybe wasn't very happy to see it because (laughs) i found every single model i was looking for to, to finish in air quotes my uh, um, the uh, both my Napoleonic's army and and Mitchell's Napoleonic's army, uh, and uh, a little bit of terrain on the on the side as well. But I think the best part really was was getting acquainted with the with the people in the community and just getting sort of reintegrated into the uh, into the um, culture of of gaming. So uh, I really appreciated that. I. Uh, didn't uh, I wasn't able to come Friday so I showed up um, Saturday morning 
uh, thought I would be getting there maybe too early, but fortunately people were already there and, and uh, setting up when I got there. So I get things squared away. Uh, ran two demo games on my, uh, on my table for miniature landscape hobbies, set up my uh, terrain store. All went quite well. Um, both games I played were, were um, Axis, uh, uh, um, Axis are trying to launch a V1 rocket while British attack. And both the games I play tested that scenario many times. Uh, actually wrote it for um, wrote it quite a while ago for Battlefront miniatures, and then um, they never used it. And it'll be in um, Military Miniature Magazine in April. And Very so good. I've tried it many, many times. It's always kind of been a little bit of a cliffhanger, but both times on Saturday, the uh, German players just happened to roll natural sixes and launch the V1 rockets. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it really wasn't. It should have been knife edge. But, uh, well, I guess it was knife edge because the Germans were getting murderized, but uh, um, they got the rocket off. And then Saturday, um, or Sunday morning, we, we played it again with a couple walk-ins, and uh, I actually got a chance to play. But, um, of course, I ended up opposite the table from Mitchell, and the British Army is his army. Like, it's it, when we play Flames of War, that, that's the one he plays competitively with. So he just, like, took one look at me and just <laughs> wiped me off the board. <laughs> It didn't take it didn't take too long for me to get knocked out. But, uh, so so the Brit the British did win that one, but it was it was good. That that wrapped things up for me. After that, we 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 had to go because uh, um, it was a bit of a haul for me to get back to uh, get get back to uh, Kitchener, pick up my wife from my in laws, and and uh, and head home. But uh, um, it was it was an absolutely incredible experience, um, and uh, I enjoyed. Uh, Enjoyed every second of it. So I hear it's um, a week later next year, which should put it the week after March break. Yeah. So my wife's a teacher, so so it makes it hard to go when it is during March break. So so unless uh, unless something dramatic happens, I'll be there for sure. Cool. Mm -hmm. And and that table was gorgeous, Joe. I mean, oh, thanks. Thanks. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Well. Uh, that's kind of what I do, build <laughs> Two things, Joe. What is this finished you talk about? I don't understand what finished. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I'm, I, I was going to make a little quip about that, but the timing didn't seem quite right at, at, the, at the time. But yeah, everything that was, I should not say it's finished. I should say everything that was high on my want list uh, was there plus some. So, uh, so I guess I cleared out my... I cleared out my want list. So there the, you the, go. Yeah, yeah, it makes yeah. more sense. Yeah. And of course, then my, my, my list for what I want will uh, be expanding, <laughs> ever expanding anyway. So. The, other, the other thing is, if you had to pick one to come back to, this is probably the right one. Hot yeah. lettuce, uh, the right convention to come to. Well, I really enjoyed it. It was, um, of course, I... I uh, I'm still uh, meeting everybody on the uh, on the historical wargaming side, but it's been uh, it's been a very pleasant experience compared to some of my other experiences in in, uh, in miniature gaming. So um, oh, that's too bad. No, no, mm. it's not just par for the course. But uh, um, I used to spend a little while in the competitive scene, and and, um, mm. and that was not for me. But uh, um, 
the, the just the, the sheer amount of knowledge that everybody brought and uh, um, the like the great variety of games, the attitude, everybody was, was in there to have fun. And, and, uh, and I didn't meet anybody that was, uh, that was difficult to deal with or, or, or um, didn't have a good time. So, so awesome. Yeah, I, I think it's it's known as the the friendly convention for a reason. That's right. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd believe it. I enjoy, I enjoyed uh, your game, Joe. I I, I think we got the uh, the V one into the air just before our uh, ground crew was wiped out. Yes, <laughs> they were busy high fiving each other just as the the high explosive came in and destroyed them. But uh, anyway, it was it was a lot of fun. I I have to say, uh, Flames of War. I mean, I I think it was a great convention game because it was super fast moving um it's you know not quite my cup of tea when it comes to world war ii but um just to see all the eye candy you had on that table it was it was uh it was worth it so i, I had a, i had a lot of fun oh that's great well i'm glad to hear it uh, whenever i uh, did the convention tables for games workshop in the old days in the 90s um we you know it was always the scenarios were always the same. They give you a taster of the, give you a taster of the game, but let you sort of move on to the next thing. And so that was the, uh, that was more or less the intent behind, uh, behind how that scenario was designed. Um, and uh, I was happy that it, that it, that it worked for the most part. I tell you, I uh, was up to the wee hours uh, the week before trying to get those barrage balloons up on those uh, metal <laughs> <laughs> and when i was unpacking it uh saturday like unpacking all the stuff saturday morning you know i'm going through it's like that's damaged that's damaged that's damaged but uh that's life with terrain and, and you said you had some dog damage on on route right yeah yeah dover our um our poodle was riding beside the just the way our car is not a terribly large car Dover was was sitting beside one of the boards, um, the waterfront board actually, and just as we were getting out to drop um, Dover and my wife off at my mother and father-in-law's, um, Dover jumped out of the car and he somehow hooked the edge of the uh, the the edge of the cliff on his collar and tore a big chunk of uh, a big chunk of plaster off of it. So um, what you guys saw during the day. Uh, I had like moments before got up the hot glue gun, plugged it into a spare uh, wall socket, and glued lichens down over top of all the damage so that nobody can see it. Isn't that what Bob Ross calls a happy little accident? Well, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> nobody, nobody noticed it, I assure you. No, no, it all worked out. So, yeah. Well, that's great. That's great. Glad you had a good time, and I'm glad you'll be back. Oh yeah, we're already planning for next year. Mitch is Mitch is too. He's got all sorts of ideas. Um, also, Jacob from uh, um, Jacob from Lack of Foresight Gaming's pretty good friend of mine. Ah, he was, okay. He was yeah, and uh, he's um, very excited. He, it really got his juices flowing. He was just there watching, but uh, um, I think he's pretty determined to sign up as a game master for next year. Oh, um, good. I think uh, he, I'm pretty sure he'll want to do Flames of War. So if he does Flames of War, I'll do Black Powder or maybe Team Yankee. But uh, he and I are in discussion about uh, about what to do. So Yeah. Was that Jacob who had the, the two young people with the video camera going around? 
Uh, yeah, he was. He um, that was his friend. I've for, uh, forgotten his name. Um, and uh, um, I believe his buddy's girlfriend and then Jacob was was with them. That they had the shirts from uh, from their channel on. Yeah. So I was I was actually glad he was around because he he's um, more knowledgeable at the rules than I am. And uh, by the second game, I was losing my voice. So, so he helped out quite a lot because he could yeah. call the dice. So. Yeah. They did a nice little uh, two or three minute video summary of the convention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. yeah. He run, he, his, his channels and it's, uh, it's, just, it's just starting to like grow now. And mm -hmm. uh, I really hope it does because he's a, he's a great guy. Um, I've uh, really enjoyed meeting, well, meeting everybody through the uh through running the youtube channel but uh um he, he's uh the, the that community is surprisingly very tight-knit and uh so i've become good friends with a lot of them but especially him yeah well that's great i want to say too how much i enjoyed meeting your son mitch he was a really delightful uh, uh lad and you know obviously a very you know talented gamer and um yeah maybe this summer we can get together and i can introduce um you and Mitch to uh, small scale Napoleonics. That would be sure. that would be. It's not very far to go, so no, just just up the road. Yep. Yeah, that'd be great. Brian, another uh, veteran, hot lead veteran, master right, of small scale. The first. Yeah, I. Tell uh, us about hot lead. I've uh, I've made the conscious decision to not do five sessions like we like we used to, <laughs> uh, which is, I think. I think a good thing there's a i think there's plenty of people out there who are running games now that i don't need to do five and, and beat myself up yeah so nope. i ran we'll uh, stamina to do that no not anymore um <laughs> and I, I was joking with everybody now that if we're going to go to four nights like go on a thursday i'm gonna have to go into training uh, before <laughs> we go because uh what would that training look like? I'm not sure. I have to sit down and really design that program. But uh, <laughs> like one of those montage scenes from a movie, you know, like Rocky or something, you know. Yeah. After the bottle bottles of whiskey. Yeah, there. I don't know how that would work. We'll have to figure that out. Being a rugby coach probably helps me a lot. So yeah. Uh, so Friday night I ran uh, Coastal Patrol. Mm -hmm. uh, it was full. Uh, and I think everybody had a good time. It was, it was looking a little grim for the, for the British. They, they'd been spotted early and, uh, they'd lost a lot of boats, but two boats had snuck up on blinds and managed to put, they fired four torpedoes and sank three ships with four. So. Wow. Ended it up became a draw. Uh, Saturday morning I played in, uh, PYT's game there, the What a Cowboy, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, I mean, we've always enjoyed those kind of games, right, Keith? But uh, yeah, What a Tanker is a favorite. Uh, the uh, the terrain was good. I thought the playing aids probably made that game. Um, mm. Made everything so easy to follow and. Uh, you know, once you played what a tanker, you the dice pretty much are the same. So yeah, it was an easy game to pick up. I thoroughly enjoyed that game. Uh Saturday afternoon, I I 
left open, uh, which was kind of unique for me. I, I mean, especially with no bringing by, uh, which I still believe is the, was the right decision. James, if anybody tells you different, they're smoking rope. my my mental image of that is always been shoulder to shoulder and three rows deep uh around the table and there's no way yeah there is yep i mean it's like it's it's like it's its own rugby game yeah yeah (laughs) Um, so i didn't get in a game um i did walk around i did look at all the vendors which is something i don't often get a chance to do uh, and then I also watched some Six Nations rugby because uh, it was the last weekend. So, and then uh, Saturday night I ran uh, Altar of Freedom with uh, Battle of Cedar Creek. Uh, it was a game that I had picked because originally we'd had a four-player limit. Uh, I didn't feel like changing that. Um, but it's a tough scenario for the Rebs to win. Uh, it's probably not the right convention scenario. Uh, we've been talking about that a lot lately in the last couple of days. Uh, maybe first Manassas or, or something like that would be a better convention game. But So a uh, little socializing after that. And then Saturday, Sunday morning, I ran the Coastal Patrol game again. And uh, that one was an out-and-out British victory. They managed to get much closer without getting spotted and uh, were able to pump a whole whack of torpedoes into the German convoy. They sank an escort and a couple of barges and a freighter. They lost, I think they lost one boat doing it. So... Hmm. Uh, The Sunday morning crew, I thought, were much... Uh, more interested or excited group. Uh, I got the impression from some of the so Friday night guys that they're playing it because they didn't have anything else to do. So, mm. so I don't know. I might give it a pass. I've, I've been running that uh, coastal patrol for quite a while. And I think I might, now that cruel seas is out there, because there's a lot of cruel seas games this year. Yeah, there were. I might just give it a pass for a year or so and see how that goes. Uh, well, that's a, that's always the problem with, um, yeah, like you know the, the the people that like it, they played it last year. They might not want to play it again this year. They want to go do something else. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I thought about running a an O group game, but I really wasn't ready for it, and I wasn't. Uh, I didn't want to put myself under that kind of pressure and. I'm still not 100% sure that O Group is the right game for a convention. I would, yeah. I would agree with you. It is problematic. I can see that. So, uh, all in all, I had a great time. I, I thoroughly enjoyed going there the Thursday night. Um, uh, I've been joking with uh, Paul that he has to run the tasting next year, but <laughs> he's, he's been, yeah. He's been politic and very hard not to. So, uh, so I don't know. We'll see what happens next year. Oh, I guess my turn. Um, yeah, hot. Well, I mean, hot lead was a was a smashing success. Uh, I 
did a gave a pretty thorough rundown of my thoughts on my blog. Um, I mean, we were I think we were light in numbers, which was to be expected. But um, but enough people came in that we covered the we covered the uh, hotel cost, and we were able to uh, add to the to the uh, charity jar. Um, so I was able to send a thousand dollars off to the Red Cross. Um, yeah, I was happy. I was a little, I know, like, yeah, I got to get back into training. I, I found I was getting very overwhelmed and tired. So I kept retreating out of the room. Um, you know, I, you know, part of me was saying, oh, I, you know, I'm just, you know, I got to, you know, cover, help, you know, help Elizabeth out so she's not on her own. But also, I think I just kind of wanted to get out of the room more this year because i haven't been around people a lot and uh it was very um it was very peopley <laughs> i thought the, i thought the crowd was uh was a solid crowd i don't what were your numbers like did you get an official number count uh we're we're um between 250 and 300 so that's not too bad not everybody too bad. No. everybody in the room vendors staff game masters um yeah it wasn't bad we're like i think we're off by about 100 so but you know and 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 the the people there were you know like i think they're you know they're all there to have a good time and then they're in it to win it and you know they're uh very understanding and patient with any little glitches and stuff um you know it was just it was just it was peopley there were a lot of people and (laughs) everybody wanted to talk to me and sometimes like i don't want to talk i've used up all my words i need to go i need to go have a drink and get some words back so but that's just me being an introvert um yeah it was it was a good time i i spent a lot of money at model builder supply um that's easy to do oh god her her trees are so sexy you know like her trees are so sexy you might oh. want to be careful about how you say that well he could have he could have put it worse he could have said her bushes okay oh. yeah stop stop right there um, no here's here like you, you like i i had to i had to buy a lot of her trees and i've been basing them up and here on the yeah there for our for our people in television land yeah very nice that's half the trees i bought Ladies and gentlemen, look at those sexy trees. Oh, aren't they? Aren't they just yeah. lovely? Like, yeah. I mean, the, ar- the armatures she starts with are so much nicer than Woodland Scenics. Yes. Because they're actually three-dimensional like a tree as opposed to this flat thing that you then got to try and bend into a tree-ish shape. Well, I always stab myself when I try to do that. They are, yeah. archi- they are architectural, right? So. But you, well, yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it was it was nice to be able to just say yeah you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna drop like eighty bucks and buy some really nice trees. So that was nice and uh, but yeah it was good. Um, Elizabeth had a reasonably good experience on the front desk. The our she's a treasure. Tree, 
Hmm? She's a total treasure. I don't know what you would do without her. Oh, well, you know, when people were saying, oh, if only you'd waited a week, you could have had no masks. It's like, uh, wait a week. Shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Cover your germ hole. Because um, I was quite glad that we had masks and so we didn't have to have that fight with people. Because um, Elizabeth was <laughs> just right upset. Like, if there weren't masks, you wouldn't have me. Yeah. And if we didn't, ha- and if we didn't have Elizabeth, we wouldn't have hot lead. Because no. No. no, no, she keeps she keeps it administratively smooth. Like it would just be a it it, it was a disaster before she just grabbed hold of the books and said, "Right, I'll do this for you, dear." Like we didn't know what was going on or who was where or where the money was or anything, and yeah, she just pounded into all our heads, get a receipt for everything, and give it to me. And then there you go. Perfect. Perfect. I mean, like now our like our expenses are a lot lower. You know, I, I remember when we had the, you know, having envelope stuffing parties to send out a mailer. And we don't do that anymore. You know, it's all just social media and the website. And that that saves like five hundred dollars right there. Nobody'd know what to do with the envelope when it came in the mail. Yeah, they go, what's this junk? And they just they wouldn't even look at it. They throw it right in their blue junk box. mail. <laughs> Convincing businesses to move over to electronic advertising from paper advertising was what I used to do for a living. <laughs> yeah. So HMGS has made that move just in the last two years. I mean, they were they were mailing stuff out all the time. Yeah. They're pretty conservative, those guys. You know, one thing I thought worked really, really well administratively was the pre-registration for games. Yeah, agreed. Yes. I, I do does. not miss the days when people would like stampede to the sign-up sheets. You know, fifteen minutes before the the afternoon or morning session or whatever. Yeah. Because uh, that was just unpleasant. And yes. I thought you know whoever thought the pre-registration uh, up and I, Elizabeth again was doing the admin for that. I think. Yep. Uh, well done. That was great. Oh, um, yeah, she had one person complain about, oh, I signed up for these games. And, you know, yes, I got the confirmation email. And then, you know, last night, Elizabeth checking through all her pre-registration emails just to make sure. And no, there was no email from that person. Of course there wasn't. So either it was a uh, he thought he had done it. You know, it's all I'm, I'm sure I told you that, honey. Didn't I tell you that? You know, and then your wife's like looking at you going, no, you didn't. Um, Got to hit send. It, yeah, it might have been that or he might have just been a fucking weasel because we still get a few of those. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it was an honest mistake and he honestly thought he had done it, but I sometimes think people are just sort of you know, they're trying to they're trying to bluff their way through and a lot, you know, but you know, so Steve Hartwick talked to Game Masters and got this guy into the games that he said he signed up for, and you know, oh well, no one's gonna argue with Steve Hartwick. Oh, Steve, Steve's another treasure, he's he uh, yeah, he's the sergeant running my command post and he keeps it going like a top, you know, and uh, he makes sure like he brings out a pitcher of water right away and makes sure Elizabeth stays hydrated and makes sure that. You know, we get a chance to go eat and all that good stuff. So, 
He's another guy that makes hot lead run very smoothly. Mm-hmm. That's why he, he gets the title of Ted Minion, which he's very proud of. <laughs> As he should be. As he should be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, oh, yes, and I, and I played in, in um, Pierre-Yves Troyel's uh, What a Cowboy game, which was, yes, very sexy and just a brilliant game. Um, but Saturday night, I, I had signed up for Babylon 5 game because I'm a massive Babylon 5 fan. And I've been intrigued by the metaverse rules um, written by Mike Hoyt. And Mike Hoyt, he, I remember when he came as a little kid with his, and his, his dad, Dave, was running games for me. And now Mike's been running games for like five, six years now. Um, and I, I wanted to try these rules, especially in the Babylon five universe. And then, but like, just before, just before we got our dinner, I was like, Nope, I am tired. I am tired and grumpy and I am not going to be any fun for anyone to play with, you know? So I made my apology to the game master and we just went home and I, and, and watched some, uh, a detective show on BritBox. And I went to sleep. So Sounds like a typical. Yeah, I, I was pretty grumpy Saturday night too. I didn't get enough sleep. And, yeah. yeah. What are you laughing at, Brian? Nothing. <laughs> I'm laughing at anything. Oh. Yes, you were grumpy. I was. I was. So sorry, James. What was the name of the the lad who was running the metaverse games? Um. Well, there there's actually there were two different game masters. Well, it was Mike Hoyt. Right. Wrote it and he ran the Star Wars and the Star Trek. Right. And then it was Addison Addison Gao? Addison Dow? Gao sounds Gao sounds right. Yeah. Um he was running the Babylon five game. Was Mike that big chop in the kilt? That's no. Addison. That's no. that's no. Addison. Right. I I think Brian, when I was in your game on Saturday night, I, I they were playing behind us, and I, whoever was running that game, I was just amazed at how uh, uh, how good he was at it. Like he he had all the rules in his head. He was, um, you know, because those my brief experience of playing like Starfleet battles is that those things just can be tedious, right? There's Starfleet, Starfleet battles. Starfleet battles, definitely. <laughs> oh my tedious. god! Oh, Starfleet battles is going yeah. down in history as being the most tedious game ever made. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I know there, there's a lot of contenders for most tedious game ever made. Well, yeah, I, I already stand correct. Empire, because yeah. I used to try to play uh, some of the the old fast uh, um, Renegade Legion games, and, and oh, that they were unplayable actually. Just, well, just yeah. unplayable. Anyway, anyway, those metaverse games seem to be very popular, and they were they were very well executed, from what I could tell. Yeah. So I was thinking we maybe want to bring uh, those guys on as guests uh, sometime, James. Yeah, we haven't had a we haven't had a, uh, um, a science fiction theme to one of our podcasts yet. So anyway, that'd be good. Yeah. Okay, so, Mike, if you're listening, we're going to be sending out an invite to you. Yeah. yeah <laughs> sure. And, and uh, one other advantage from going down on the Thursday night was that we did get to do uh, a local Stratford uh, shopping excursion on Friday afternoon. 
and made it out to Junction 56 Distillery and picked up a couple more bottles of whiskey there. So, yeah, it was, again, oh, it was wow. a good time around. I, I, the only reason I wanted to go was to get the mint smoothie liqueur, but yeah. then, then we started tasting other stuff. And yeah. Yeah. We had a tasting there as well, which was nice. Huh. So you guys were just like boozing it up all weekend. Well, it's, it's hardly that's boozing what, it up. A a that's tasting what hot lead is, isn't it? Just a tasting. It is serious work, my friend. Wasn't even an ounce. Well, I mean, I've just I've just had my first drink since uh, since Christmas, I think. Oh no, we well, wife and I split a cider a, a month or so ago, oh, but you're you know, crazy kids. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, usually I'm driving. Well, that's like, true. So I got to like I can't drink. Are you operating heavy equipment? Uh, not really. Um. But speaking of drinking, has anybody uh, got anything on the go tonight? I just finished some port. Oh, very nice. I'm yeah. drinking uh, Cowbell Brewery Nitro Stout. Okay. I got to go pick Mitch up from work in half an hour, so I, I don't get to imbibe at this time. Mm. Although I did nearly drink my paint water. Does that count? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that yeah. very nice. I've never That's done that. I've you never done that that. tasting as long as, but, you, uh, as long as people talk about it all the time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, now speaking yes, of paint of water, layout. did did anyone see the um? It's beside the conquest, and I can't remember the vendor who was there with the conquest demo. Torchlight, torchlight games. Torchlight, and they were doing the paint demo too with that. Yeah. Speed painting stuff. That yeah, bitch sat on it. That was incredible, that stuff. Holy crap. Yeah, he thought it was, Mitch thought it was really cool. He, um, yeah. I taught him to paint, so he's an old-fashioned layer painter like like me, and it didn't really work for him because of it, but he uh, he thought that it was, uh, he thought that it was, like, neat to, to use. So I wanted to try it out as something that I could, feature on my channel but um, i didn't get a chance to look at it well if you uh you can you can bite they're they're still running a 10 percent off sale if you use the hot lead 22 uh coupon code when you check out right and that's going until april i think oh yes so i might have to do that well i guess um I guess that leaves me. Yeah. 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 I like uh, all of you. I, I just in, terribly enjoyed seeing, seeing all of you ugly mugs after uh, such a long time. Um, I was a little bit surprised when uh, my lovely bride joy uh, asked if she could come along and you know, she is not really, I mean, she'll look at stuff that I painted and say, Oh, that's cute. And that's about <laughs> all I get out of her, you know? So that's fine. And she's watched James come over before COVID a couple of times and watch us push soldiers around and sort of, you know, oh, that's cute. Um, so I think she kind of appreciates the fact that I enjoy the hobby, although she's mystified at how much of the basement it takes up. Um, but anyway, she surprised me by saying she wanted to come along. So, you know, it was nice. I guess we're still at the newlywed stage. And it was nice to have her company in the evenings, um, although 
I am kind of wishing that I'd come down on the Thursday, so maybe next year uh, either I'll bring Joy along and we'll both go to the scotch tasting or I don't know. But nice. Nice. I, that's the one thing I kind of regret that I missed out on now. Um, but, uh, yeah, she went, uh, you know, Joy's quite happy sitting in a room reading a book or, or going shopping, so she did the shopping thing on Saturday. Um, I played on Friday night, I played in uh, Dan uh, Hutter's uh, Somali game, and simply because uh, I didn't think I was going to get into his, his other big games, and you can't go to Stratford, but you can't go to Hot Lead without playing one of Dan's games, I don't think. <laughs> and uh, I was a Somali warlord. Um, I My objective was to rob the compound of the warlord across the street. Um, I, I had a UN uh, hospital with some Canadian airborne troops to my right. And I was just going to ignore them, but uh, they, st they just started shooting at me. Like they actually shot at everybody the first turn. <laughs> uh, like wow. I think I think his orders were if you see technicals shoot at them. So we all all the Somali players there were like four of us. We all had technicals, and uh, so yeah, he made a lot of enemies, which was great because that allowed me to um, you know pretend that I was fighting the, the UN when I was really making my move on the compound. But the truck I wanted <laughs> exploded before I could get to it. So but yeah, it was vintage Dan. It was total chaos. Uh, he was using the the Fubar rules, and I, I think it was just an example of how. Um, in a three-hour time slot, uh, in a crowded uh, convention space, the rules just have to be dead simple. Yeah. So, yeah. That worked really well. Um, Saturday morning, uh, I had a lot of fun in Joe's game, as I've already said. And uh, it was just a treat to, um, you know, get a chance, you know, Joe, to look at things like your railway gun, which was just, you know, a beautiful piece. Oh. Of <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that was my – that was – I – I turned to my model collection and realized I had nothing left in it as COVID-19 hit. So with nothing better to do with my time, I said, I'm just going to build the most complex build I can think of right now. <laughs> see, see, you know, see where I'm at, sort of calibrate my brain as a builder. So that's, that's where that came from. Wow. Uh, that's, uh, that certainly worked. A lot of people asked, yeah. uh, you know, can you like fire that o over open sites? And I was like, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> With canister. Well, you know, when I got in, I was looking to see if there was another World War II table running at the same time because I uh, had visions of doing something that we used to do at Games Day. And I would have, um, I would rather than have the uh, rocket launch ending the game, um, what I would do is have the rocket launch attack somebody on a different table. Oh yeah but, but, yeah, but there were no World War II games going on at the same time. So that's one thing. If if um, Jake from Lack of Foresight runs a, a Flames of War table, and I run a Flames of War table next year, maybe we'll maybe we'll set that up so we have two tables interacting. But uh, we'll see. Just just yeah. early days, yeah. That would be very cool. Um, what did I do Saturday afternoon? Oh, I, I played in uh, Sean Malcolmson's um, uh, Infamy Infamy game. Ah, yes. How was that? Um. I thought it was a, a fun game. It was uh, it was fun to play um, uh, beside Rico's daughter uh, Rebecca. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like I still remember her as a kid from like fifteen. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's one of the things I love about uh, Hot Light is that it's just become you know intergenerational, right? Yeah. Um, so that's very cool. Um, I thought you know going back to what I said a minute ago about how. 
Um, you really need super simple rules for a game like that. I, I wondered if Infamy Infamy really worked. Um, you know, I thought, and it's funny because I know somebody on social media the other day saying they were a little bit disappointed at how, you know, complex it was. Um, and I don't know, like I, 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 I found there were bits of it that were very familiar from playing Sharp Practice. Um, but there were there was enough complexity in the rules, like in terms of the tactical options that the different sides had that I didn't really quite understand what I was doing. Mm. Uh, and I, I, I found the game kind of bogged. You know, by three hours, we were all just tired and we were far away from any kind of resolution. And I don't think that was Sean's fault. I think Sean did a great job of, of running that game. So, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I, I'd like to try it again. Um, but, uh, you know... If I if I can ask, what is Infamy Infamy? Oh, it's, a, it's an ancient skirmish game. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. So it stars the Romans against various barbarian tribes. In this case, it was the Romans trying to get a, a bunch of cattle off the table with a bunch of angry Britons trying to stop them. And, <laughs> yeah. So you could play it with, you know, Romans versus Germans or Thracians. I suppose you could even do it Romans versus Romans if you wanted to, but yep. yeah. Um, and I, I guess that gets, it gets some of that ancient's complexity in a skirmish game that, uh, you know, Keith was saying you don't see in like the big pitch battles games where it's just, you know, somebody blows a whistle and the two sides run at each other. Um, but yeah, I, anyway, it was fun to play and, and Sean's figures are absolutely gorgeous. Um, you know, his, his chariot models were beautiful, even though they never really got into the table. Oh well, yeah. I, I I played that I played that same scenario at uh, Larde back in when was it November? Yes. November. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, yeah, I mean, Sean's a super guy, and I I really appreciated him bringing that. You know, like he's really dedicated to the to that game and to those rules, and it was lovely to see him again. Uh, I'm glad I got a chance to play. I'm not sure I would set out to buy those rules myself, but um, I'm still trying to figure out. Uh, this game called Clash of Spears, which I think is uh, probably an alternative for ancient skirmish. Then what I do? Oh yeah, in the evening I was in Brian's game. Brian put up with me. Um, I wanted to see if uh, um, Ultra Freedom was going to work for me from a skirmish, or sorry, from a solitaire point of view, because that's um, that's one of my big criteria for games. And Brian, thanks for sending me the links to the uh, the Blucher mod for uh, Ultra Freedom. That was uh, Keith, but oh yeah, sorry Keith, thank you. Yeah, I had a I had a brief glance at them and I've saved them to have a, a longer look at them. But I think that could be the alternative. But Brian, you made a point that you could just discard the initiative bidding component and just bolt uh, a random activation mechanic onto the combat rolls, and it would work quite well. So. Um, because I would like to do I would like to do ACW in six millimeter at some point, uh, but anyway. So yeah, I had a great time. Uh, Joy enjoyed it. She said uh, she came down and walked through the hall uh, once or twice and got a chance to meet some of you. And she said, uh, "I like your friends. They're nice, but they're weird." Yeah. I'll accept that. Said, yeah, okay, it, it, that's legit. Pretty much nailed yeah, it. Yeah. No yeah. Contest. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah, and then we left. Uh, we left after breakfast on Sunday because we both had uh, um, stuff to do at home. So, yeah, it's a shame. The uh, it, it's a shame we can't do it later in the year when you know, like the parks are nice. You know, then you could 
buy a coffee at, at Balzac's and she could sit in the, the new gardens at the Tom Patterson theater and look at the, look at the swans on the river, but that's still too cold for that. Yeah. But then you'd be competing with a festival crowd, wouldn't you? Yeah. No one would get, no one would get a hotel room if we did that. No. Right. Not so, a hope. Not yeah. A hope. Yeah. No, I think it is what it is. It, it is in March. So, yeah. yeah. So, Anyway, well done, well done, James and your crew. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, that was awesome. Just awesome. So, if you're listening uh, and you are within travel distance of Hot Lead, and we had a few people who traveled quite a ways. Yes, we did. We had uh, uh, from Montreal came from Montreal to do his what a cowboy or what a cowboy game. Yeah, we had two people from Germany. Someone flew in from Nova Scotia. Oh goodness! And we had at least three people. Uh, drive up from well, one came from Michigan, two came from Wisconsin, and Wisconsin's like a twelve-hour wow. drive. Wow! Yeah. So, and if Don had been able to make it, we would have had Don from Nevada. But. Yeah. Mm. You know, the one thing I I didn't get a chance to check out was the, um, and I know there were a lot a lot of guys from Ottawa who, uh, from who came down for the uh, ADLG tournament. Um, because they were all kind of off in a corner, and I, I found it kind of hard to, uh, well, not that I was free to spectate, but, you know, those those games all looked a lot like sort of the DBA games where two guys are sort of hunched over. It almost looks like two people playing chess, right? Yeah, it's a tournament. Yeah. So, you know. so I didn't get a chance to really check that out, which is a pity because I was inter- I am interested in playing those roles at some point. But anyway. What does ADLG stand for? Uh, Art de la Guerre. It's, Art de la Guerre. Uh, yeah. It's, Art de la Guerre. Yeah, it's saying it's, army. It's in its fourth. They're, they're very much based on DBM. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I got introduced to it uh, from listening to a British podcast um, whose name is escaping me off the top. Matt Axman. Yeah, Matt Axman. Um, and it's it's got a very popular kind of tournament following. It's a list building game in part. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's it's turn. I mean, there there are people that like tournament playing. I mean. You know, uh, the the Laurentian tabletop gaming group that Cynthia, like, basically they're doing seven years of tournaments. Yes. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah. well, okay, that's neat. I mean, it's got people pushing seven years of armies around. So that's cool. Yeah. No you argument know? with that. For yeah. sure. Yeah, I enjoyed that podcast. Um, I was part of that meeting that, that her and her friend attended with the uh, Hamilton Road gaming guys and uh, I mean there's definitely they definitely have a different take than than old style gamers do which yeah. is refreshing yeah and I, th- I think as James said anybody who uh, is still complaining about the graying of the hobby should just listen to that podcast then get hit with a stick if they still mm-hmm. that's not what yeah, I said for sure I was ruder. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> it up, James. It's making it safe for radio. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. yeah. Our family our family audience. Our family audience. we got to keep our PG rating. we got to preserve that rating. Yeah. So in the time that's uh, remaining, um, where do we want to go? I, uh, who's working on what? Very quickly. I'll start. I am painting uh, bricks onto what's going to be a war base's German farmhouse. So it's Ooh, an incredibly nice. tedious job, but I, nice. it's going to be four different sets of bricks, and then eventually I'll wash them all with Agrax, and then I'll have a nice shaded farmhouse. So that's what I was doing tonight. 
Very nice. Keith, what are you, what are you working on? Well, I'm not doing anything tonight, but I am. Uh, my my next project is going to be to finish up my Austrians for my Napoleonics. Nice. Uh, because I really I really don't have enough Austrians to fight my French. So you never do. I need to, are these no? Six, no. These so I need to at least double my the size of my army. Are these Sorry, six Mike? mil uh, Austrians, Keith? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, the six mil. What do you need? What do you need? We should talk offline because I have uh, uh, I purchased all of um, Henry Turner's uh, six mil Europe Ascender files. So, oh um, yeah, okay. If you want something Austrian? I could print it for you. Okay, I think I've got like I, I made big. My New Year's resolution this year was to not buy any more figures. Ah, and so far <laughs> I've been very good. So oh. far I've been very good. I, I I actually came back from hot lead with more money in my pocket than I left with because I oh, wow. stuff on our online huh. uh, bring and buy. Still so good for you. Happen, but but just before, actually, I'm going to say I ordered them on January 1st, but I'm counting that as last year. I ordered okay. last year's budget. About, yeah, exactly. I ordered about I don't know four hundred dollars worth of figures from Adler. So ah. I, I do have a lot to, to paint and, and put together. So All right. So you're well sorted. Yeah. Oh, yes. But yeah, he's, I not got count, some, he's not counting got, got some Austrians, got some Swedes. So I'm all set. All, all right. Set. Cool. And uh, Brian, what are you working on? I can see you hunched over something. I am uh, painting uh, six millimeter funnies. Uh, for an ogre game I want to run. So kangaroos, mm. flails, oh. crocodiles, Churchill Avrays, and now I'm about to start on a bridge layer. A Churchill SBG bridge layer. Nice. Six oh. millimeter. Nice. Oh. Is is that for an attack on one of the uh, channel ports? Yes. Nice. Hmm. That's the plan anyway. Yeah. Those, are, those are battles you don't really hear about. Well, and I did no. talk. I, I was. I don't know if Joe remembers, but I came and asked him about making craters in six millimeter. Yes. Yeah. Um, because the every one of those attacks, whether you count Boulogne or Calais, or uh, they're pre the pre bombardment is a lot. A lot of it is done by air power. Mm. So the ground is incredibly cratered. Uh, so much so that a lot of tanks uh, flounder in the craters. And, hence the uh, hence the bridge layers the bridge and layers, yeah. and and uh, and fascines, a lot of fascines. Yeah. So uh, and the Canadians that went in, the reserve companies were almost all mounted in uh, uh, kangaroos. Hmm. That was a uh, disarmed priests was it not uh, the early ones were yeah the ones I have here which are I don't know are a little suspect but they're because uh, I haven't checked to see when they come out mm. are the uh, the grizzly chassis oh yeah so yeah defrocked priests they were called yeah a lot of them were uh, by the time that the channel port fighting was done being done they'd been given back to the americans they'd been on loan oh right right so speaking of bridge layers did anybody 
see that photo of a squad of Ukrainian soldiers posing by a Russian uh, bridge layer. It was one of the strangest pieces of kit that I've seen captured so far. No, no, I haven't seen like, that. Like a whole tracked bridge layer system just abandoned. So. Wow. Yeah. Most of that stuff's just running out of gas. Yeah, or just broken down from yeah. lack of maintenance, but yeah. And speaking of Ukrainians, um, uh, Joe, you're working on a figure. Can you tell us that story you told us before we started? Can you just tell us a story about yeah, that? Figure? I can get it in the in the photo. So that's a, a modern Ukrainian soldier carrying an end loss. And um, I was contacted, uh, would have been late last week, I guess, by a guy who was a fan of um, of the channel, Ministry Landscape Hobbies, who um, was or is a uh, Ukrainian expat. Who was in? Who was in the gaming scene? And he's got some friends who are sculptors still back in back in in Ukraine. And one of them has produced this model and a really nice decorative base for it too. I, I haven't started the base yet, but there it is. And um, you can you can buy the model and the base is a download. Um, and the money that you, it's a, it's a, you pay a voluntary amount as a, as a donation, the donation goes to, a, um, the Ukrainian national banks fund for the Ukrainian, uh, army. And I, I checked it all out. Everything, everything's on, on the level and legit. So, um, I took him up on it. He wanted me to paint the model and then they're going to use, uh, use that, I guess, as a, as, uh, the episode of miniature landscape hobbies about it to gather interest so um hopefully we'll be able to unleash that uh next sunday with my with my next um not this sunday but next sunday with my next large video but uh, um that's the plan anyways and nice. uh, i should give you guys the link so, yeah. so you catch it yeah joe if you send me the details in an email i'll put it in the show notes when i type them okay, up okay i'll be sure to do that All right i'll okay. send it over that'd be great uh, and uh, James is painting buttons on Ulans. Yes, I uh, bring the camera closer. I am painting Perry Ulans. Ooh, nice. They're the, going to be the Lithuanian regiment for my Napoleonic Russian army. Very nice. So I haven't touched them in about, oh, since like the Wednesday before Hot Lead. Um, Trying to before we before we started the podcast, I was like, ah, what, what, where did I stop? What do I need to do here? <laughs> no, they look lovely. Thank you. Make uh, progress now. They should be ready to hit the table in a few week, in a week or so. I hope. Well, that's good. I love the Perry the Perry models. Discovering the uh, discovering the Perry Napoleonics models has been the high point of my model painting in the last six months or so. Oh, there. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of flash on them and all the little vent venting bits that you got to clip off, but the, the, the detail and the animation is just wonderful. Oh yeah. You know, um, and that, yeah, you, you go from, you go from Perry and then you look at a warlord and it's like, ah, I know. Well, I've literally got both sitting in front of me right now, actually. Oh, there you go. You'll be able, yeah. be able to figure, you'll be able to try both. 
Well, yeah. I came away from I came away from Hot Lead with a, a box of um, figures that uh, our friend Mike Barrett sold me for a, a song. He practically gave them to me just because oh. he's a sweet guy. There's a surprise. He, he yeah. is like that. And I I thought they were Perry's, but he pointed out uh, no, they're they're Paul Hicks uh, Crimea War Sculpts for Warlord. Uh, ah. But they I would have sworn up and down that they were Perry figures. They they have that same level of detail. So yeah, so, the war oh, Paul Hicks does a nice job. Yeah, the, be... well, the war, the warlord Crimea range, it's never really gone anywhere. No, very but, limited. But Mikey knows that I do. Uh, I'm interested in uh, alt ACW, and he pointed out, well, they've got Kilmarnock caps, and I have some of the Perry British Infantry and in Kilmarnock, so they'll mix very nicely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, looking ahead, uh, I'm very excited that uh, Chris and um, um, Barnaby are going to be running under their Lardes day yeah. at the end of may who else going to that um hopefully we'll see yeah. where is that it's going to be in hamilton oh okay yeah it's they have a nice venue uh on the uh, it's a bit of a hike to get there um yeah. mm. but it's uh it's uh, on the east end of hamilton just off the burlington skyway before you cross the bridge so yeah, yeah. it's a nice venue and it's a nice day and it's going to be uh, dedicated to uh to lard I'm going to be. Uh, I'm going to celebrate my uh, first month of retirement by actually running a game for the first time. I've never run a game in public. Uh, Ooh, so, wow! Um, I'm going to run a General Darmy game. So, oh, nice. that's. Ooh. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to miss it. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be right after. I mean, my my daughter and grandchildren should be um, going home the day before. Mm -hmm. if, I've got, if I've got the itinerary correct. Yeah. So I don't know if I'll just be too exhausted from having a three-year-old and a five-year-old running around the house for a week. <laughs> oh, you might be. You might be ready for some fun, though. You know, you know. And, and when was it again? Sorry? 28th yeah. of May. 28th of May. Okay. Yeah. 28th of May. It's Saturday. Yeah. But they're, they're doing another one. They're doing a games day on the 29th of April. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh. Just the, the, the Hamilton Road, or not the Hamilton Road, the Hamilton Tabletop Gaming Society. Right. Yeah. yeah right, the, the regular meet. The flyer that Chris gave me said there's a third Lardes Day in uh, October, October 15th. Uh, they, oh. they, I got I got three different dates. I'm not sure which one they're going to pick yet. Okay. All right. That's fine. May 28th, anyway, that's the date to put in our calendars. Yeah. And KegsCon is a go for September. Oh, oh, good. Very good. Uh, 24, 25 September. I know somebody who's retired who might go to that. 24, 25, 26? Yeah. No, that's no. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, 20, 24, 25. Okay. Cool. I'm going to mark my calendar right now. Shit, I hope I don't have a cadet thing on that day. Mm. God damn. I thought you were done with cadets. Uh. I don't bring your, know. Bring your cadets. Tell them it's professional military education. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a good one. Drop them off at the Chatham Airport and come in. Yeah. Yeah. Go fly a plane or do something. I'll see you on Sunday. Well, Mitchell's an air cadet. We could bring him there and then you could call it a cadet event. You could bring he's, he's an air cadet? Good, <laughs> yeah, good see him. Yeah. 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 Well, gentlemen, um, I think we're going to wrap this up. I, just a couple of uh, uh, sort of uh, podcast notes. Uh, 
uh, the Canadian Wargamer podcast now has its own Facebook page. And Yay! I saw that, yeah. Now, uh, you know, Cynthia told us that uh, nobody who's uh, <laughs> under is still on Facebook. That's fine. Um, yeah, it's for old people. It's for old people. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and I don't think I'm going to start like an Instagram uh, account or anything like that. Yeah, but I, I don't know that. Like with Facebook, it's a little more of a of a push. Yeah. Whereas, like you know, with with Twitter and TikTok and Instagram, like people got to go find you and follow you. Yeah. And I. Yeah, I I, I don't want to spend all that effort building up a brand on all these social media platforms. I spend too much time on social media as it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't need to be, I don't need to be getting on my Instagrams and tickety talks, try and reach all, try and reach all the young kids. Well, if, down if, with the, 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 the youngins, I, whatever, there's the website, go find it. Well, if, if you know of anybody looking for somebody that's a skilled, um, brand manager, online brand manager for digital advertising and social media, let me know. <laughs> are, you, are, you, uh, are you volunteering, Joe? To, are you volunteering to be part of the podcast crew? That's, <laughs> that's, what, I heard you, that's what I heard you saying, buddy. Oh, no, uh, that's my professional job. I was no, say, that's, I, that's selective hearing in play right there. <laughs> I think, come on, guys. I think you all heard Joe volunteering to be our social media brand. I, I, I think he, he at least volunteered to. That's what uh, I totally heard him say. Yeah. I help yeah. you out a little bit every now and again. We'll here. talk, Joe. We'll talk. I'm, yeah. sure I can, I'm sure I can afford your fee. By all um, means. Yeah, and finally, the one thing I want to just say to whoever's listening, and this is going to go on our, uh, this is going to go out on YouTube as well. I'll just dump all the video on YouTube so you can see what we look like. Oh, um, wow! Yeah, Gee, look at me sitting in the shadows. Wow, <laughs> I would have done my hair if I'd known that. What hair? <laughs> me too, right? <laughs> Everybody already knows what I look like. So Joe was talking about that Ukrainian figure uh, earlier, and uh, James talked about how Hotled raised $1,000 for the Red Cross appeal for the uh, for yeah. Ukraine. We are going to do our own little modest thing. Uh, we have purchased uh, two sets of Bob Murch's uh, Ukrainian Cossacks and from Pulp Figures. And you all know, uh, if, if you listen to the podcast or follow my blog, how much I love Bob Murch's stuff. And Bob is a friend mm. of the so we are going to give those figures away and we're going to give away the first set tonight to anybody who uh, leaves a, a comment in response to this podcast once I upload it on our Facebook page tomorrow. So huh? as of tomorrow, if you leave a comment on the Facebook page and just say something about I want one of those figure sets or uh, I love the podcast or whatever. I love James Manto. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, whatever. James is my favorite podcast person. I'm the housewife's favorite. The housewife's favorite. Just leave us a comment and you'll be eligible to win one of those uh, sets and we'll send it we'll, to you. We'll do so a I thought that was Dave, Br- Dave Brown. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, <laughs> Dave Brown. All right, guys. I got to go get Mitch from work. Thanks all right, so Joe. Bye, thanks Joe. very much. And uh, this will be guys. actually nice. this will be a good point for us all to say goodnight. So. Thanks, guys. It was great right. to hear comments uh, on Hot Lead, and uh, great to see you all. And we'll do this again. Yeah. Hey, sure thing. Good to no see problem. you guys. All right. All right. Bye, Thanks, everybody. Mike. All right. Cheerio. See you, James. Good night. Good night, everybody. Cheers. Oh.